0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track, formerly known as Pave the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Hellback, and on this show, you are going to learn exactly how to be successful as a real estate investor. Doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you've done dozens and dozens of deals, this is a podcast you're going to be able to listen to that's going to give you actionable, specific advice on how to be successful within real estate investing. I'm going to interview top notch real estate investors each and every week. And there's also going to be some content that is just going to be me telling you exactly about my journey and how I've went from a broke kid starting out to a million dollar real estate investor. So if you want to learn how to be successful investing in real estate, this is the show to listen to. And I'm looking forward to being able to serve you at a high level. Welcome to this week's Real Estate Investing, REI Deal Breakdown. I'm your host, Greg Hellbeck, and thank you for watching another episode or listening to another episode, depending on how you are consuming this media. So today, I'm gonna talk about a real estate deal. This is actually gonna be part one, the buy side, and I'm gonna tell you where I got the lead from and some of the numbers, and uh, hopefully you get value from this. If you're not familiar with me, I have been a full-time real estate investor since I got out of college. I actually started in college, and I've done well over 170 properties, probably more at this point. I don't even keep counting anymore, but we buy a lot of houses. We buy four, five, six houses a month. So definitely someone who is a guru, not a guru, as they would say, because I'm doing this business every day. So uh, this is 52 Robin Road in Poughkeepsie. And the way that the deal was acquired was via an online search. So seller went to a website, filled out a form. We called them, or I actually called them. I dealt with the seller. And uh, he wanted to get rid of his property and he wanted to do it relatively quickly. I think he wanted to close it about two months and he had a property. He actually wasn't really that distressed. His property needed work, but he was actually a rather savvy guy. And he didn't want to list his house on the market mainly because he wanted certainty and he wanted to not fix the house up and the house certainly needed some work. So he wanted certainty because he... Uh, I believe he put in an offer to buy another property down the street that was like turnkey ready to go. And he wanted the money from this house to cover the uh, purchase for the other house or the down payment or whatever the case was. So we negotiated back and forth. There was some competition on the deal. There was a competitor, a local competitor. And the way that I actually won the deal over the competitor was very simple. I, I told the seller, I said, I understand you're getting a couple offers. That's totally cool. I said, whatever the other offer is, would you be open to giving me the last look, meaning that I can either match or beat that offer. So I got a commitment from him to do that. And he said, yes, he would do that. He was a man of his word. He came back to me. He told me what the other buyer offered who actually flipped the house across the street. So it's a shame that guy couldn't get the house and I won it over the phone, but that's what it takes sometimes to win. You gotta know what you're doing in the sales department. And uh, it always feels good to beat competitors out on deals because it's a tough, tough world out there. Anyway, so he came back to me. I think he said 221 was the number and I looked at the property. It was like a 380 house fixed up, 400-ish. I actually went, uh, went to the property after we got it in contract. I was in New York and I walked the property, took some pictures, met the guy and the way that the deal was funded was a private investor. This guy was a dentist. Actually, a referral from a good friend of mine and he you know, said he would fund the deal. So we we struck a deal with a private lender. We borrowed 100% of the purchase and then uh, some of the rehab money. And then I came out of pocket with the rest of the rehab money. And uh, I bought this house and I put about 55 grand into it. And now we're in contract to sell it. So there's a reason I'm doing a part one here and then a part two. I want to do the part two after the deal closes, assuming it closes, knock on wood. So we bought the house. I put, uh, what did we do? We did a full bathroom upstairs. We did the sand and stain on the floors. We did a brand new deck, I had to get a permit for that. Did a brand new roof, had to get a permit for that. We painted the property. We did some sheetrock work. We put new appliances, countertops, and we changed the cabinet handles. We didn't change the cabinets. I should have done that going, uh, looking back on this. It would have made the house look better. We put new floors in the kitchen. We did half bat- well, we did half of the bathroom downstairs. We put a new toilet, new lights, painted it, um, but we didn't do the whole bathroom downstairs because it wasn't that bad. And then we did some drainage system work uh, and we put a new boiler in there. So it was all said, and I was like 55, 60 K in construction. I actually had it lower, but I was wrong on the rehab shocker. That happens if you do enough business. Um, so anyway, When we went to go put the house on the market, originally we had a great offer. I think we listed it for 379 and we had a ton of demand, ton of buzz around this property. Nice four, two house in Poughkeepsie, four bed, two bath house. And we took an offer actually from a buyer uh, that was at 405. So that's 25 grand, 26 grand over ask, which was great. The problem was just because someone says yes, doesn't mean they're gonna do the deal, right? Yes is nothing without how, that's a big Chris Voss line there from never split the difference. And the buyer had an issue, they didn't have a lot of money and they needed money from their retirement account to like put down as the down payment and the retirement company wouldn't let the money go for some reason, it was this whole thing. So we ended up actually bailing on that buyer. We ended up getting another buyer that we're currently in contract on for just ask price. So I thought I was gonna make like 55, 60 grand on this thing, now I'm making like 30, 35 grand when it's all said and done because I have another month or so I have to carry this thing with the interest. So uh, you know, when it's all said and done, do I want to do a deal and make thirty thousand uh, dollars? No, if I'm flipping a house, and you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, it closes and we can actualize that. But if I'm flipping a property, you know, I want to make about ten percent of that ARV at least, if not more. So in that case, it would have been like, well, in this case, thirty-eight thousand. I'm making about 30, 35. So that's less, right? It was supposed to be much more, or fifty grand, whatever's higher, depending on the house. So in this case, the big thing that I realized is that you need to understand just because you have a great offer on your property doesn't mean that buyer is actually going to perform. Because when you're flipping a property and you're selling to a retail buyer who's getting a mortgage, there's a lot of crap that can go wrong before that house closes. You know, their appraisal could come back short. The inspection could kill your deal. The financials could kill the loan. The buyer could change their mind in New York because it takes like a week to get into contract, which is something I'm actually trying to avoid in New York for the most part. It's not not as easy as I thought because <laughs> we have all this momentum there. But you know, that's what you deal with when you're flipping houses. So you have to understand how to qualify buyers, right? You have to understand that. Um, and if you have another nugget that I learned from this actual deal is that, and this, this actually may be counterintuitive. Some people might disagree with me here, but I, I have enough information and data to basically object. And the thing is, is that just because you accept somebody's offer doesn't mean you need to just throw every other buyer away. Because a buyer who says, I will offer you X, and then the seller that says yes, you have a verbal deal in New York. This is mainly in New York, because in other states, you just go right into contract. But I'm talking about New York specifically, you should not be obligated to sell that buyer that property, even if you told them you would, because that buyer can go ahead and screw you just as quick as you can screw them. So what I'm doing now with all our flips, and people might get pissed that I'm saying this, but I don't really care. I don't care. Mostly real estate agents get pissed at me for this, but who cares? Honestly, you know, it's just, just the way it is. Just because you have an accepted offer doesn't mean you basically, you know, decline other buyers to go see that property. Because I'll tell you what, if we have an accepted offer on flips for now on in New York, and, and we're in like this weird process in New York where like you have an accepted offer, the attorney's working on the contract, they're doing the inspection, you're kind of in like purgatory because you don't know if you have a deal yet. If another buyer comes along and offers more, even with better terms or maybe even worse terms, I'll accept that offer and then go with that buyer. Because the reason I'm saying this is because a lot of buyers, at least in the Hudson Valley, it's so competitive, they'll make these offers and then they'll flake out and then you're just kind of left holding your nuts as the seller, right? Sorry if I offended anyone there with that language, but it is what it is. That's how I talk. And then you're screwed. And I've seen real estate agents, and I'm kind of going on a rant here, where they're like, oh, well, you accepted my clearance offer, and now you're changing your mind. It's like, well, guess what? Yeah, that's true, because your client could have changed their mind as well. So here's the nugget here. You know, nothing happens until a contract is signed and that buyer's deposit is in, right? Until you have that, that property is wide open and wide available. And that's a lesson I learned from this property. We should have done a better job doing that in the beginning and maybe we could have got ourselves more money. So that's part one. Hopefully you got value from this. Hopefully you got some nuggets from this. I'll do a part two video, hopefully when it closes. Obviously we've got a couple more weeks till the contract closes, hopefully. Knock on wood there. You know, you never know with real estate deals. So if you got value, like the video, subscribe, like the podcast, however you're seeing this or listening to this. And then if you're in the Hudson Valley, Delaware, New or Delaware, the Hudson Valley, Reno or San Diego, and you have a property you wanna sell me or you wanna partner with me on a wholesale deal, email me, Greg at velocityhousebuyers.com. I'll see everybody on the next video. Take care. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I hope you got a lot of value from this specific episode. And there are a few takeaways that you're able to gather from this to implement in your business so you can be a more successful real estate investor. So if you did get value from the show, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to me. That's how we keep growing the show and getting great guests is because people see the reviews. They see that we have a high quality show and they want to contribute as a guest. So that would be great. Also, if you got value, if you could share the show on social media, that would be great because that is how people see this besides the reviews. So once again, if you did get value, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would really mean a lot to me and I'll see you on the next episode.